0: To three
1: beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 103 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry Neil. I'm not with you Barry tonight, am I? No,
0: we're using modern technology (laughs) and talking
1: down the phone. Yeah, Um, because life has got in the way. Colin's working late, you're busy, I'm busy, I need to sleep because I've got a hockey match to watch. So unfortunately tonight we're we're doing it over the phone. Um, Are you drinking anything of interest since you're at home?
0: No, sadly no. It's just tap water tonight. Yeah, so, I, uh, uh,
1: aye. I've
0: kind of came in, and if I've, I'm kind of in the mindset of oh, if I have even just one beer, I'll
1: probably end up falling asleep yeah, so. <laughs> halfway through the recording. Let's, yeah. So, so let, let's keep you awake for at least the next forty minutes. Um, yes. I'm doing much what the same. So? Yeah, I'm on Doctor Pepper, so that just tells cool. you. That, yeah. So a wild night tonight um, in terms of the boozing. Um, yeah. So. Not much to write home about until the booze, but we'll get back on it again next week. I'm sure me and Colin will have a, a, a few interesting ones next week. Um, nice. And this week, I do for yourself much like my, much like me, it's been quite a quiet week at the cinema going. There's not been that much being watched. Um, so this week's quite odd. It can be quite a TV heavy week mm-hmm. this week. So we'll be we'll getting into some of the big TV shows that are on the, that's still currently shown. And we'll start with one that you. What have you finished this one? Haven't you? Um, yes I have, yes I, I have yet to watch it So don't do any spoilers But I, I, it's a historical event So I'm pretty sure I know roughly how it ends um, That is Chernobyl How how was it? I liked it You liked As it? As you know When it comes to things that HBO put their name into Or have any involvement with You generally get a high quality product Correct, yes And for the most part This TV show absolutely Is just brilliant It's yep. five episodes it's,
0: they all run round about the hour mark? Yep. Um Sometimes a wee bit over, sometimes
1: a wee bit less. Yep. But it's the it's just really good. It's for the most part, it's as far as I can tell, quite historically accurate in yep. terms of uh, the names of the people and their role within the the, the disaster. Shall oh. we say? I think the uh, only person who's not real from what I've read uh, is is it. it and it, for some reason, if you don't know the story about it at all, uh, it pretty much it starts off with the it kind of starts off with the actual disaster at the Chernobyl nuclear plant. Right. Okay. In eighty six, when they were running a t like a test yes. of some sort on the yep. reactor and then some
0: safety feature failed and then it caused a catastrophic
1: meltdown yep. of the power plant. And so the first episode it very briefly hits on the
0: the disaster, right? But what I really liked about this show was everyone knows this. Everyone knows about the disaster, but what this is focusing on more is the people round about the disaster, and that's what I liked more. The aftermath
1: like, of it and how they were treated yeah. after it, yeah,
0: yeah, and how like you know certainly like, scientists from cast like, slightly further afield or whatever, or in the vicinity, they were trying to help out, but unfortunately politics got in the way of it all back then, when you had like, uh, kind
1: of It was still Soviet Russia at that point in time, wasn't it? So exactly. So So you had all that kind of crazy hierarchy where you couldn't talk to your like you superior uh. in such a way that
0: kind of made that he was coming across like an idiot
1: or whatever. Aye. So there were like there was was a, a constant there was a constant belief in that, like the political structure worked and no one above you would lie to you. So you had to basically go if they're saying everything's fine, you have yes. to accept even if you know it's not fine, if they're telling you it's fine, you have to kind of accept that everything is fine. And that because of that things didn't get done when they should have been done, essentially. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah,
0: and then it just kind of unravels from there. Uh, like I said, it's all kind of more about the car the people. Yeah. Everyone from uh, the nurses involved, right through to like
1: the firemen who were first on the scene. Who, in that time as well, like nobody had any idea on how to control a yeah.
0: nuclear disaster. Uh-huh. So you see all these firemen not really wearing any protection apart from just their general uh, fireman gear. Aye. And then like. Uh, the following episodes you see them in the hospitals and all that where like, the civilians from the neighbouring uh, city oh. and you just see the absolute mess of, that this is created and then the fact that the the kind of leaders of the power plant and also the cat government,
1: they are pretty much always playing it down yeah. until it gets to the point where they just can't hide it oh. anymore and then...
0: Uh, and then things start kind of taking a, like a slightly better turn when people, when they actually start listening to these scientists and start trying to kind of work with them yeah. rather than, like, go against them.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that everyone knows the story as well. It's amazing people, have, I've not seen the show yet, um, but maybe I've had to explain to people at work what Chernobyl was. Ugh. Like there's a whole, there seems to be a whole generation right now who don't actually know their history and don't actually know what the Chernobyl disaster was, and it seems crazy to us because even though it happened was it '86, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, '86.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: so that's obviously it's a year after we were born, so we, we were born, but obviously we weren't cognizant of the actual thing happening. But we, we we've known about it; it's been part of our world. But it's weird how it, there's this whole generation don't know about it. Mm. You know, which well, is shocking because if it had if they had played it
0: down for pretty much another couple of months and just pretend everything was kind of okay and under control yeah it,
1: it literally could have wiped out pretty much most of the population of Europe right
0: and, and that kind of it's just it's just mental to think about like how this one little disaster could have like almost pretty much emptied uh, Europe it's nuts. And I think that's probably also, uh, with the kids not knowing anything that's going on nowadays, I think it's also a byproduct of the schools just teaching them the wrong stuff. I just you know? think we
1: just not want to investigate it as much. But it's, all, yeah. it's weird you say that, like, in a way Europe, my dad works at Hunters and Power Station and he told me yeah. that apparently when Chernobyl happened, they knew it had happened within about an hour of it happening. They didn't oh. they didn't know what happened at Chernobyl, but they knew something had happened because like all the radiation, um, like st- like um, yes. stuff like spiked within like an hour, like it went from like you know normal level to like massively high. So they knew yes. something had gone wrong very very quickly, even though it was like you know a thousand miles away, they could still tell it was something was up. And also, I think there's still sheep, I guess in Wales that still kind of faintly glow in the dark because of this, because like it, there was like clouds over Chernobyl that took mm-hmm. up all this like radioactive material and then it rained over this, like, field in, in in Wales, and all these sheep became radioactive because of it.
0: That's mental. It's nuts, isn't it, it? It's kind of scary. Oh, I definitely. And, it's, and that also comes up in the show as well, when you were saying about uh, your dad at the Hunterson Centre. It's like, this comes up in the show where a woman uh, who works either at another power plant or it's just some governing body that looks after them, she
1: gets that same thing, her levels just spike Pike, through yeah. the roof, so she starts phoning all the uh, uh, the nuclear power
0: plants and everyone's like, saying they're fine, but then Chernobyl's the only one that doesn't answer their phones, right. so, so then eventually she just makes the decision that she's going to go to uh, the Chernobyl uh, power plant and try and find out what's going on so then by the time she gets there the place is in complete lockdown with military people everywhere, and then essentially she's just like I want to speak to your guy in charge and then eventually they let her in and then that's when it all kicks off like big style
1: Aye. so in terms of like obviously the historical event itself is dramatic enough do they make enough of a drama out of the actual stuff in the show is, is it engaging throughout for the five episodes
0: oh 100% because no. pretty Almost every episode, there is the overarching uh, characters that are in it all the time, Right. but
1: every episode is almost dealing with a different aspect so of I've, the disaster. So every episode is like self-contained within itself, there is there's a beginning, middle and end to each episode? Yes, Yeah. but that is obviously the overarching yeah. story, no. where every now and again it will bounce back
0: to the guy's... Kind of like in charge of it all trying to tidy it up, but it will always cut away to whether it be the nurses or whether it be the soldiers who are out shooting all the the, the pets that have Aye. been left behind. Because at that point, the the city
1: and the neighbouring villages all get emptied. Aye. So yeah, it's actually
0: it's 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 really good. And for five episodes, pretty much five hours of your life, it's a highly recommended.
1: That's good because um. I mean, cause, um a lot of the shows now you get, because they're expecting you to binge it, they don't take the same structure when it comes to episode to episode. They sort of, they accept you'll watch like four in a row, so they can almost, episodes don't have the same sort of um, structure. They don't seem to be solid enough in their own right. You know, you're almost sometimes watching kind of filler ones, but it sounds like what you're saying. These are only the five quite concise, well-structured, well-done episodes that, there is an overarching story, but, you can still watch individually like, and you don't have to watch like so many in a row to get the story you can actually watch one a week and you oh, can still no. well, you can still get it I've, I've been watching one a week I think it was only
0: uh, I certainly watched one a week and then it, it was only the last two that I binged because I had just I just
1: happened to miss it due to work right. but uh, that was it yeah you could you could easily watch this show and not feel like you have to binge it aye because it is a lot, it's a lot of, kind of like information and a lot to take in in terms of the story. Aye. Um,
0: so every episode you, you do come away from it going, fucking
1: hell man, it's like, this is just going from a disaster to a catastrophic disaster. Aye. Just,
0: just from the way people are like unwilling to listen to people that they see as below them, yeah. even
1: though they're the scientists, you know? Yeah. Well, interesting. I will definitely be watching it. I've got it taped. I've got it recorded. Um, so I'm definitely going to get into it at some point, probably quite soon, actually. I've heard nothing but, but great things, and you've kind of basically backed it up. it is an excellent show to watch. Um, also, I don't... I can't, uh, I can't remember the fella's name, but he does... He did star in EastEnders, and right. Moe did kill him. Right, okay. Uh, with, with an iron. Right. He appears in it and as a minor. Right. Him and his... Him and his crew going let's like, start trying to help and dig holes and all that. I'm not going to really ruin it too much because okay. it is actually quite good when they turn up. All right, cool. But
0: he is by far putting on one of the worst uh, Russian accents I've ever hit. He- well, yeah, kind of, uh, Ukrainian accents I've ever heard. It's um it's a strange kind of Scottish stroke. Russian esque accent and it is
1: just mental A lot of them <laughs> not doing just British accents. I heard that was one of the complaints that's the only thing I've really had complain why is that a lot of the Russians have got British accents because they, they say not to do a Russian accent, just keep it British, so for some reason. Um I didn't find it too much of a problem. Um like if they were being like proper
0: down to the details, yeah. I guess they could have had like actors from that kind of area, and then just run it with subtitles, but no, the actors and actresses that they have, I didn't feel it took anything away from it, because the story is such a powerful story, unless you had, like, a super-duper A-list celebrity, that would be the only way they could probably, like, ruin it, if it was, like, someone in the stratosphere, like... Tom Cruise Aye. and John Travolta or something,
1: someone like that, like a got echelon. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, everyone that was in it, I felt they didn't take away
0: from the story or overshadowed the story, right? Overshadowed
1: the story. Awesome. Right, so I'll definitely be watching it. So from that, from nice. Disaster of the Past, we'll move on to some f- possible future disasters. <laughs> um, which is um, Black Mirror season five, which has dropped on Netflix. I think just a couple of days about a week ago, wasn't it? it? Dropped on Netflix, and it's you know, the three episodes have been put up all in, all in one go. Um, yes. we'll, we'll take it episode by episode because um, they are three quite distinctly different episodes. I, yes. I would say. Um, so episode one is called Striking Vipers, and it's essentially yeah. about it's a, it's basically very immersive video games where. Two guys be- have a sort of almost passionate love affair, but only within the confines of the video game. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and essentially it comes to that point: like, are they cheating on their wives? Are they cheating on their partners? Or are they just... Is it just all fun and games? Because it's all digital; it's not actually, it's not actually real. And they don't consider themselves gay because what they consider themselves is just again, it's just a digital character because it's like one character's female, the other one's male in the in the video game. Um, quite a decent cast: Anthony Mackie from. Of the Avengers, he pops up in it. He plays one of the guys. Um, What do you think of this one?
0: I liked this episode. Really? It was quite quite bizarre. Yep. I found it quite hard to kind of wrap my head around because obviously, in the computer game, one of them is female, one of them is male. Yep. But obviously in real life, they're two guys.
1: So I was like struggling to comprehend. I was like, so are they attracted
0: to each other in real life, or? Are they attracted to the, like, the kind of just the, pa- the like the kind of passion and the lust of just getting it on?
1: I think it's and more that I think there's a, maybe they're attracted to each other, maybe almost the personality of each other because they do obviously they are good they are close friends for the start of it. They do seem to like each other, but yeah. they, they, it is, it's more they're unable to sort of maybe embrace that because they are two guys who don't consider themselves gay. When they see the character they like as a woman, then it, it seems yeah. okay. So okay. I, I got it more from that point of view. Um yeah. I like the performance I thought the performance were really good. I thought the two guys were done excellent with the perform like the role they had. Um uh-huh. I thought it was quite an, an interesting take on masculinity and, and what it was you know, what it means to be male in they sort of like now. You know, there is a sort of tendency of people to, you know, to to be very like open to a lot of this stuff. And some people some people just aren't comfortable with it still. You know, some people are not against it but just not comfortable, you know, can kind of embracing that kind of side of their their masculinity Um, but I found of the three episodes that were out for this one I found this the weakest of the three I I didn't really connect with it too much at all I I found it kind of a bit of a struggle to watch actually Um, I found myself checking checking, the the time bar on it um, more often than I did for any other episode Um, it it, it just didn't quite grab me and it felt quite a weak episode of Black Mirror Um, and I I, was just maybe not just not taken by it at all
0: Um. Yeah, I I was okay with it. I I wouldn't say it's like my favorite episode of Black Mirror. No, I've, I've, when maybe like about a year ago, when I went back and had like watched them all again, I found that that is that is quite a lot of like,
1: a, in my opinion, filler episodes yes. that I don't seem to kind of gravitate towards that well. But then there's also fantastic episodes that I pure love. Um, so the great I one, was, the great ones stand out so much that you almost forget yes. about some of the filler ones, you know. And but when they are great, they are fantastic. Yes, um, and yes. I, f- I feel this is one of the ones that sort of maybe falls away into that kind of like bimmy kind of blah category. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. Episode two. Well, yeah, just
0: to double check,
1: yeah. episode two was smithereens That is correct. Yes, um, okay, okay, that's basically it's got um, a guy who's working as an Uber driver. Kidnap someone from like a, i say basically a facebook or a twitter type social media company um, and holds him hostage and and from that you start to understand why he's doing that you, understand, you get to understand his life and also the kind of far-reaching ways that social media can impact on your life and how it can sort of interfere and sort of you know basically get involved in your life even when you're not expecting it and um, yes. this one i thought was the best of the three i thought i really enjoyed this episode um, yes, I would say this one was the one that had, like, I'd feel the most amount of like, uh, tension yep. and drama about it. Because uh-huh. uh, I, I don't know about you, but I was genuinely sitting there, like, I have no idea how this is going to end. No, yeah, absolutely the same. Um, totally the same. I would say it didn't yeah. feel like a Black Mirror episode a lot of the time. It didn't really feel Black Mirror It felt more just like a, a BBC drama type episode. You know, well,
0: that's what I was going to touch on just
1: in. As a season in general, yeah, they haven't went too far into the future. Yeah,
0: w- with these episodes, a lot of it could
1: literally happen tomorrow. Yeah, and it wouldn't be that far of a stretch of the imagination. Yeah, so I think that's
0: why it feels more like a less Black Mirror and more just like a kind of drama type show.
1: Certainly, um, yeah, definitely, definitely for this one, I felt it was, just, it was just a really well told sort of like sixty minute drama. You know, I was, yeah. it's just it, you could take away the social media element of it, and you could have a different. You could have the, the same relative story getting played out. You didn't, didn't really need, you didn't almost didn't, didn't need like the Topper Grace role, plainly sort of like almost um, I want to say Steve Jobs, maybe more like the Facebook guy whose name I'm now blanking on his name. I can't remember. Exactly.
0: Uh, uh, no. Uh,
1: some, Zuckerberg. 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 Ah, yeah. Almost like oh, a kind of Zuckerberg that. figure. Probably wasn't needed within the episode. You know, it, you didn't really need that sort of focal point. You could easily just had the, sort of the, the idea of the Facebook and the, the Twitter sort of impeding on the life, but this episode I thought wow. was excellent. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, again, probably not up there with my, like, favourite sort of ideas from Black Mirror because I think there's better ideas in Black Mirror sometimes, you know, but mm-hmm. as a piece of drama and just an engaging piece of, you know, television, I thought it was excellent. Right. No, definitely.
0: And I loved it the- The only thing I'd say that let this episode down, and this is kind of mean, like, nitpicking, is when it cut to, like, the kind of manager of that, like, social media company, that's when I was just a bit like, oh, here we go, some wishy-washy guy. That's what I mean. Uh, It's like,
1: sort of, it it, didn't really need that element of it. It could have have easily told the drama of the hostage situation, which I thought was Mm -hmm. engaging enough. Um, I don't think the, the social media aspect added much to it. And I did like the fact how when he realizes he hasn't kidnapped anyone of any sort of like significance yeah. within the company. I was just like, That is that is too funny. Aye. And it's such a such a kind of portrayal of like modern day kind of like startup companies, tech companies, you Aye. know. Aye. I said, half of are all, half of people can about that building address like going on a gap, you know, half a dress like you, so it's sort of like he doesn't know who's important and who's not important. <laughs> um funny. that yeah, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good episode. Um final one, episode three, is Rachel, Jack and Ashley Two. Uh-huh. Uh, and this essentially is about kinda of like oh, a, a very like a YouTuber, sort of pop icon, who is sort of she's kinda of been brainwashed by our um our manager, or who's also yes. our guardian but also it follows the two sisters, one of whom who is a massive fan of her and she sort of has this play doll that sort of that, um, that interacts with her. Essentially, uh-huh. something something bad happens to the real starlet and the doll comes alive in some bizarre fashion and they have to go and rescue the starlet. That's sort of the, the general gist of the, the episode. Um, yes. What did you think of this one? Uh, I, quite, I like this one
0: for the most part. I'd probably say... If I was kind of putting them in some sort of order, it would be Smithereen's first, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley two second, and
1: then sh- striking Vipers last. Yeah, I um, agree. This this one did feel very. It had maybe a little bit more of the Black Mirror aspect to it with the whole like you know the digital voice and the sort of cloning her brain and the you know the, yes. the, the little robotic things. So it had more kind of Black mirrory aspects to it, but ultimately it just feels again like a, a little kind of. Um, Like sort of sixty minute drama story. It's not. Doesn't really feel like he's making any big wider point of anything, really. Mm. Um,
0: Yeah, it was. It wasn't really a car. It wasn't an episode that made you think about things. You know, I don't know about you, but there's some episodes when I watch a black man and
1: then I come away going, "Oh Jesus!" You can see that we're on that edge, heading towards us. But no, this was something I felt like. You know, this could be if you replace the doll with,
0: say, like, Alexa or any other kind of, like, talking things we have the now, it's pretty much the exact same thing. And it came from, like, a teenager who doesn't have, like, a mother figure and her sister kind of just, they kind of don't really get along. Yeah. And then she finds comfort in this little, like, robot is talking back to
1: yeah. Uh, who's constantly just feeding her full like a uh, like, little motivational yeah. kind
0: of things and kind of bigging
1: up her ego and that's yeah. that's really it, you know. Yeah, um, I thought I, again I have a real issue that they've only done a couple of them, but I have an issue when when um, Black Mirror has a happy ending. Mm, they've only okay. I, I, I can only remember one before that had a relatively happy ending. This one, this one has essentially a happy ending. And I don't know something about Black Mirror. I feel like a Black Mirror should have a bad ending, or I a, a, a should have a gut punch ending, the same way the old, <laughs> you know, the, way the old Goosebumps books used to always have this like sucker punch ending. Yeah. You know, I feel like yeah. I, I feel you expect that from a Black Mirror episode, When it doesn't have that. You feel a little bit, not, almost. I mean, I'm not going to say cheated, but that's that's harsh. But I do feel a little bit kind of like I've been. I'm missing something from it. It's not. A, it's
0: not Black Mirror. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. You need that wee extra extra bump just to make it interesting. Um, what yeah. I would say about this season, I think it was nice this season to get back to the episodic part and not the like that Bandersnatch movie they did before. It was nice to see them back yeah. to the episodic aspects. I'm not. I, I feel that since it went to Netflix, the episodes haven't been quite as strong.
0: Okay.
1: But that's just. There's been a couple of. Like, I like the one, the season four, the USS Callister one. You know, the oh one no. with the video game on the spaceship. Like yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one but apart from that one I'm trying to think of one I really enjoyed that was on Netflix um, I've I enjoyed the like ones the that i have been
0: I quite like the Black Museum one and also
1: the robot, uh, the robot Dog one was decent I liked that one it was solid yeah
0: yeah
1: but they used to haven't quite the same jump as like I can I can rhyme off about four or five even maybe a half a dozen ones from the, the first three seasons that are really That's dug that were sort of like completely just blew me away you know particularly the one obviously the first one with the prime minister the one with the the weird game show when they were hunting down people that was totally bizarre you know and, yes. our, and the one with the there was one with the the, the video the, the video game when you got to get the credits and things for that it just seems so out there at the time this doesn't seem quite as out there. And it could be because Charlie Booker, who writes him, is getting older. Maybe he's becoming less jaded. Maybe he's becoming hes trying to be a little bit more hopeful in his outlook and things. Maybe he's, maybe, maybe he's got kids now, for all I know, and that's maybe what's changed his outlook on life, rather than being quite as, you know, he's not the jaded 30-year-old he was before he was writing the first load of episodes. That's, yeah, of that's def- definitely a possibility. But no, I, I, I feel the lighting of tone has left me somewhat disenfranchised with the um, the Black Mirror stuff. I, 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 I like to see him go properly dark again do you think he was maybe playing it a bit safer with
0: this season in terms of writing it because the the extended episode in between season 4 and season 5 it didn't go over too well as good as it was it wasn't
1: amazing you no know? you're absolutely right he could definitely have done that he definitely could have been trying to get a good solid season which this is it's a completely solid season really good yeah. TV viewing I think most episodes, I maybe think you'll agree, could have been trimmed back maybe from an hour to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that probably made it even, like, maybe a bit, would punch punched it even a bit better closer. But for three hours, it, it, it's solid enough, you and it's, it's absolutely, it's completely engaging for the most part. You know, you, oh, you aye. Aye. So, I mean, I, I've, spent, I've watched worse things over three hours, you know, than, than Oh, this. definitely. Um, definitely.
0: And I think that's what's kind of good, though, was about Black Mirror. Like I said, apart from that kind of extended movie episode thing they've done, it's, um, for the most part, it's always good at engaging like, uh, TV shows. Yeah. Never, even the worst of the episodes, you still never
1: walk away going, man, I cannot believe I just wasted an no. hour watching Absol- that. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. always solid. It's always engaging and it, actually, that's what makes it interesting. When it's engaging, it's good. When it's more than engaging, it can be absolutely brilliant and it can be some of the best TV you've seen.
0: Oh, I definitely. Yeah, um, yeah so, certainly makes you think a lot about where we're heading and what we're doing even right now with no. technology and all that, no. that's for sure.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes things happen, like when Amazon start talking about bringing in drones and start talking about cloning things, you're kind of going, like, I've seen this Black Mirror episode, this this does not end well for everybody. You know, it's, it, it ends with bad things happening. Yeah, yeah. And, then you've
0: got it, and then you've got people more than happily giving all their information
1: away to AncestryDNA.com, and yes. before you know it, Ten years down the line, I guarantee you, people are going to start getting cloned from all that shit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Black Mirror on Netflix, well worth a watch. A um, couple of things I've watched that are of interest you might want to, you might want to catch up on as well is, um, firstly, on BBC Two right now, they're showing What We Do in the Shadows, a TV series.
0: Okay.
1: Now, did you ever see the film What We Do in the Shadows? No, I never watched it. You should, the movie is one of the best. It's a I've watched this movie at least twice a year now since it came out it's so good it's a guy who did um, Ragnarok Tite, Taika Waititi and essentially it follows three vampires living in New Zealand you know now who have been there for the last like 200 years it just it's a documentary crew following them around as they try and exist within New Zealand it is genuinely one of the funniest things you'll ever watch like it, it had so, me, me and Colin went and saw it at the cinema I think Jill was there as well and the three of us were absolutely howling for the whole movie Okay, so it's not scary, it's just funny. There is scary moments in it. They do can embrace the horror something with the blood and everything like that, but generally it's just more it's almost like spinal tap, but with vampires.
0: Oh nice. Okay. okay
1: cool. It's exceptionally funny, it's exceptionally it can be really dark humour and it's also just like it's just it's just it's, it's hard to describe, but if you get a chance to watch it, just find it on Amazon or Netflix, and it it's a fantastic film to watch. Um if you get a chance to watch that you'll go into his other stuff we've done in a film called um, Boy Erased. And also... Not by Rage, I think. He's called Boy. So he's just called Boy. And Hunt for the Builder People as well. Um, which are all absolutely phenomenal. And okay. he's also in oh. Thor, Thor Ragnarok. So if you get a chance to watch any of watching these films, but particularly watch What We Do in the Shadows, it is phenomenally funny. And they've done a TV show based on it now. Now, obviously, you have that worry when you do a TV show based on a movie. You know, is it a cash grab? You know, can it oh. capture the same... You know, and, you know, same level of tone and the humour that the, the movie had, because uh-huh. there's multiple failures of of things trying to go to TV and just never really working. This happily is fantastic. It, it, the guys who are involved in the original are heavily involved in this one. They've changed the location from New Zealand to America, which is totally fine because they they, they 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 make reference to why they've done that. It's very self-referential. It brings a lot of kind of pop culture things into it. It's. Keeps the same tone as the movie as well, so you, you don't feel like you're watching a different show. You feel like you're watching the same world, but in a different location. Okay. And again, the cast are absolutely phenomenal as well. It's um, I can't, most of the cast you won't recognise apart from Matt Berry, who played the boss in the IT Crowd. if you remember watching the IT Crowd? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. um, the second boss, not not the one who's not the Scottish guy, the second one. The yes. Him. He's in tons of stuff now. You see him in loads and loads of stuff, but he's in this. Again, he's he's a vampire. He's fantastic in it. I'm just generally excited to see where it goes. Okay. You know, yeah. like I, I'm I'm happily, I'm happy to watch it, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch it, and and I was really apprehensive to watch it because I love the movie so so much. Ah, you didn't want the tainter. No, way. that's good. The, I, so you said that's on BBC. BBC two? Two, Yeah. Nice, nice. No, I'll need to look out for it. I'll probably end up going on to the iPlay and catching up with it. But... Watch, I would say watch the film first. Yes, Because that gets you the tone you understand it then? Because they do something in episode eight of the of the TV show. Mm-hmm. I think episode eight or seven or eight, I can't be one or two, which is one of the best, like sort of self-referential and sort of like vampire thing I've ever seen done. It is, it's generally had me howling with laughter. It's cool. it so cool. well done, so clever, and just so just you're going that is such a smart thing to do. So, so have a look out for it. What we're doing in Shadows, watch the movie first. TV show on BBC Two. If you've seen the movie, you'll love the TV show, and if you've watched the movie, you'll start loving the TV show as well. Um, Other thing it's on Channel Four this now is called Year of the Rabbit, which is a comedy as well. Again, starring Matt Berry. It's been a good week for Matt Berry, and it's basically he's a detective in sort of like Victorian London investigating crimes. Again, very dark humour, very black humour again exceptionally funny he's got a great delivery of lines everyone around him seems to sort of of almost taking the piss out of the 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 tropes of you know the foggy london town the victorian killer and all that kind of stuff so but a bit of sherlock holmes in it as well but just generally just very funny and if you get a chance to watch it again look out for it all right nice Um, and final thing i've watched this week it was a a movie called the history of time travel which was on amazon and it was a weird sort of fake documentary about the idea that time travel was being discovered, and they're com and they're basically doing their comment and how it was how it was discovered and how it's affected the world right okay, and it's weird 'cause like a fake documentary in the era of fake news is kind of a strange thing to do because like mm. it feels almost too on the nose, you know, and I feel like people would take it far too literally, you know right now people have a real problem with yes. the of, of um, figuring out what's real and what's not real. I mean, I'm hoping people realise time travel is not real. Although well, there's a well, person there's a person sitting about ten feet away from me right now who did ask the question, is this a real documentary? I'm like, it's about time travel. Well uh, don't don't start just jumping to so conclusions we don't know the full stories yet. You never know. Never know. But unlikely. Um and <laughs> the and I would say but like most time travel movies, most time travel things it starts off with a good premise, a nice idea, but once you start bringing in time travel, the logic of everything starts to fall apart. Mm. You know, x eh, not X-Men, Avengers done it recently. You know, the if you start looking at the logic of it, it doesn't really make sense. You know, Back to the Future doesn't really make sense. There's, there's very few time travel movies that make 100% sense. You know? Nope. aye, because at the end of the day, it's not
0: a real science. So aye. Like, they have to just kind of, like, make it up to fit the actual story of what they need it for. That's I, why, like, that's why it's, like, sometimes
1: people just
0: disin- like, uh, disintegrate into molecules yep. and then get transported over. Other times it's simply just, like, them jumping through things to Aye. get to places and all that kind of stuff. It's really just about what the, the writer or director or whatever, like, decides to fit the overarching story and make it work.
1: Aye, exactly, and it's just it, it's every every time travel film is, like you said, it, it's adhered to its own rules. So yeah. the idea I thought was quite clever. I liked the idea of it, but again, like time travel films mostly, and I love time I love time travel movies. I'm a big fan of them. This one just sort of didn't quite hit the market. Sort of fell apart very quickly, unfortunately. Ah, uh, okay, okay, no problem. Uh, but if you're interested in these kind of weird fake documentaries, which there's been a few of them out, you know, the, the Confederate of the United States, the one about the idea of the if the South won the Civil War. Um, there's oh. a few other ones along that. ilk you know, if you if you're into these sort kind of fake ideas of like what happens if like you know aliens invade and all that kind of stuff, it's worth yes. a watch, but it's it's, it's not it's not a, not a fantastic watch, but it's, it's a solid enough watch. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and but we will go to that. The, the, th- the final thing we'll talk about is you've not seen it, but I just I'm literally out of the cinema two hours from it, which was the most recent X Men movie, which is called X Men Dark Phoenix. Okay. Uh, directed by Simon Kinberg. Who, this is his directorial debut. But he did the, he It's he, known as a writer. He wrote like Jumper and Sherlock Holmes and um, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which is a favourite of mine. Uh, Fantastic yes. four, the most recent one, First X-Men First Class. Um, and most notably he wrote X-Men Last Stand, which is still a toning for um, to this very day. Um, the plot of this film is essentially it's a, it's a Dark Phoenix story from the comic books, if you if you know anything about the comic books. Uh, Jean Grey get this overwhelming power in her body and she has to try and come to terms with it and the X-Men themselves have to figure out you know where their place in the world is when they come to terms when they come to see this sort of overreaching power that they can potentially destroy the planet um, so you know it's a, it's a typical X-Men story in that respect um, yes. and in the film you've got um, a lot of people returning from the previous ones which is uh, Sophie Turner who's fresh off Game of Thrones she is playing Jean Grey You've got Jessica Chastain, who I'm a big fan of, playing The Big Baddy. Um, you've got Ty Sheridan playing Cyclops. Um, Evan Peters plays Quicksilver. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence back for ten minutes playing Mystique. Um, Corey Smith McPhee plays Nightcrawler. You've got James McAvoy again back in the title roles, sort of playing Xavier, uh, and Michael Fassbender looking all handsome playing Magneto. Um, so it's like so every everybody returns from the the previous movie, so you get the you get the full cast all back, which was which was nice. Um this film has had—I don't know if you've been reading any of the press on this stuff recently. It has been getting the shit kicked out of it since it came out. Yeah, yeah, oh. and it's been getting the shit kicked out of it for the last like year because it done like reshoots and all that kind of stuff. People just people just want to jump on this film very quickly, and I think they want to jump on it because they want to try and get X Men over to the Marvel Studios as quickly as possible. They almost want—they yeah. want to be nasty to it, and they are being nasty f- out for no good fucking reason. And it strikes me at people who have went into the film with preconceived notions of what they want from this film and what it should be, or or what they want to give it as a review and what they want to feel about it. And even though it doesn't make them feel the way they think they should feel, they still pretend it does, and they still give it the shitty reviews that they were going to give it, even if they hadn't seen the film, you know, that kind of way. You know, it's it's the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing of like giving something 0% just because you don't like the idea of the film. You know? Um, The film itself, is it great? No, it's not great. Is it... One of the worst films that have been of, of recent times. No, it's not. It's, it's it is a completely, completely passable comic book film. I know you're not a huge fan of comic book movies. Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a massive fan. I think I'm just I'm bummed
0: out at the moment. Yeah. But the biggest the biggest problem with what you're saying is if people are slamming it for like pretty much no real reason. The problem is it. And if they want it over to the Marvel camp, uh, that's fine. At the end of the day it's their property. But the problem is you're not really gonna be making Marvel want to like go and rush out and reboot the whole entire story because they'll be sitting there like, Well, people are slamming this now, so yes. let's just give it Ten
1: like, years a good
0: number of years, you know, and time pass.
1: Right, right, Marvel's got other something to do. I'm sure Marvel will no doubt reboot the X Men at some point in the next few years. But yes. but but, but to just unfairly slam a film because you don't like what it's at and because you think it's going to be bad, it seems really unfair. Like I said, it is not a perfect film. Some of the some of the some of the dialogues about it is very ropey. The story needs another pass. It's super duper in all script development. Some of the acting mostly is okay, but Sophie Turner, uh, she seems okay in Game of Thrones. She doesn't quite have that leading lady status yet, you know, to, to be able to hold a movie on her own. But she's not holding it on her own. But the big chunk of the film is based around her, so. She doesn't quite have, you know, you know, she's just, you can see she she's obviously got the talent and the looks to be a leading lady, mm-hmm. but just yeah. doesn't quite have it yet for like sort of to, the gravitas to hold it. And hopefully that will come, you know. Hopefully she will be able to gain that. Um, anybody do you else? Think is... Do
0: you think they've pushed her more to the the front of the film because of all the cabs the uh, the kind of hype around like uh, Game of Thrones and that are they kind of riding off the tailcoats
1: of that? I don't think so. I think the cast on the role, and I think, I think the plan was originally to have this like sort of new Avengers, you no know, new X Men characters, and be able to continue the series on for a long time. Then the whole Fox Disney bio happened, so it case like it got to the point where they need to finish up their X Men series. Um, mm-hmm. And the guy who's directing it, Simon Kimberg he wrote Last Stand, which is basically a, a Dark Phoenix story. But he—it he, it was fuck beyond. It was terrible, like utterly terrible. So I think he's trying to atone for that, and atone for that he had to put Sophie Turner as the front and center role because they've already cast her as Jean Grey. Um, I said nothing wrong for she was just fine, but she didn't quite have the quite have the gravitas for it. Um, some of the CGI work is a little bit shaky, you know. But right. in saying that, the film itself still completely better than Last Stand, way better than Apocalypse but not up to the standard of the rest of the X-Men film, but still a complete And I can say it again, a completely passable and solid comic book X-Men movie. Um, and if people are put off of it because of like the negative reviews, I think you've got to look a little bit deeper in to see who's reviewing it and why they're reviewing it so negatively. It feels like a real sort of hatchet job people just being shitty for shitty sake. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I don't
0: even really listen to like, people reviewing stuff anymore. Yeah. It's a lot of... A lot of the time, ironically, I'll listen to people who, like, more of my friends and all that, yeah. who have actually seen the movie before myself, yeah. and they'll come out and tell me usually how it is, but very seldomly do I ever listen to these, like, people that get, that treat it
1: as an actual job, because they've got their own agendas, Aye. and
0: a lot of the time, like you said, it's like, they end up, like, setting this bar that they need to, like, adhere to themselves and they have got all this like other motives going on as to why they're slamming
1: it in all lit. just review the movie as it is Aye. don't bring your own politics into it. i don't unfortunately, i don't think people are reading, um critical review i think critical review now has become almost a dying art people are not reading it as much as they used to i think mm. what people now look at is very simply look at the Rotten Tomatoes score mm. you know look at the IMDB score right IMDB saying this film is at 22% right i'm not watching it and it's like that doesn't tell you anything you know, yeah. you know. Sometimes the critical review score can be like twenty two percent, but the audience figure can be at ninety percent. You know, so what do you what do you choose? You know, so I think uh-huh. you've got, I think people have got a bit more careful what they do. And I think what you're saying is correct. You will most people now will never go on basis of what their friends and what their family and what their peers will say, what Twitter uh-huh. says, you know, rather than um, what what the critical reviews say. But unfortunately, people seem to be very much jumping on the bandwagon of just trying to be as shitty as possible uh, to this film. Like I said, I'm not putting it as one of the great films of the year. Given a very solid six out of ten, but what I'm saying is it's a very passable movie, and definitely not the, the absolute tripe shit show that has been sort of made out to be over the past like week or so as it came out.
0: Uh, it's just a shame like it's getting treated that way because a lot of people won't end up seeing it because yeah. of that until it either comes on like Sky or any sort right. other sort of like home entertainment, right. it's, um, and then they'll watch it and then they'll realise how good that is. Or
1: just... Not as bad as I thought it was. You know that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so six out of ten. Not by no means a bad film. Um but uh, that's pretty, pretty solid. Pretty solid. I've, I've definitely seen worse films in the past three months. To be fair. Um, yeah. But that's us for this week. Still out, um, which I'm going to try and see is Rocket Man. You good, Liz? Are seen it tonight? I believe you said yes. Yeah,
0: she is. Yes, yes, yes. So. It's, uh, I wasn't overly overly bothered on it, huh? so. Uh, hugging our pals wanted to see it so that's what they were be doing uh, tonight right. and I think we're going to see
1: Godzilla on Friday see again again Godzilla, Godzilla got some really critical pannings right I enjoyed the yeah. fuck out of Godzilla because it got me what I wanted it gave me giant monsters fighting giant monsters and I, it's, that's why I came to Godzilla to come and see if if, if a human being talks on, on camera it's horrendous but every time a big monster fights a big monster totally sold like loved it so Going with that mindset that it is is a film about giant monsters fighting giant monsters. Nice. Yeah. Um, Also still out is Late Night which I actually do quite fancy. It's Emma Thompson and Mindy Caling playing uh, a talk show host and a new writer. They're trying to sort of rejuvenate an old, uh, a a late night TV show. looks quite interesting. It's getting quite decent reviews. Um, New out next week. There's not much out next week. You've got on Friday coming out is Men in Black International which I've I've not seen any reviews for but I do find Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson very charming together so yeah
0: it does absolutely look quite interesting yeah. I'll be curious to see for folk are saying about it yeah. once they come
1: back out yep yeah, so I'm, I'm actually quite interested in seeing that and also out is a, it's getting actually quite a de- decent release as well is the documentary Diego Maradona obviously all about Diego Maradona um, it comes from the people who made uh, Amy the one uh-huh. about Amy Winehouse and Senna the one about the, yes. the racing driver so Good pedigree from you know from where they come from, so I'm actually, I'm actually very intrigued to see what they do with um, Maradona because you he can disagree with Maradona's lifestyle and he sometimes he's um, you know what he done on the pitch sometimes, but there was times he was a genuine magician and he was an, a completely compelling and interesting figure of you know modern sports. So I'm I'm really interested to see what they you know what they do with do with this one. Nice. That's, yeah. I, that sounds good. I'd probably end up giving out a watch it myself, just purely on what they've done before. Aye, that's, I that's that's yeah, absolutely. I
0: much like everything they've touched? So.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I'm the same. Um, but you tell people where to find us, Barry. You remember all the email addresses and everything.
0: Yes. Uh, as always, you can find us all over the usual social media haunts at Three Beers in a Movie, and for emailing, uh, Colin or Richard, it's at Three Beers. No, three beers and a movie at uh, gmail.com
1: well done sir um, but for that for this week I've been Richard you've been okay. and you've been listening to three beers and a